Hey everyone, welcome back to the Blessed Child Podcast. This is your host, Renee. So in recent news, I was on the Indoctrination Podcast, which is a pretty popular podcast. Rachel Bernstein is a licensed marriage and family therapist who runs Indoctrination, and she has been working very closely with cult survivors for the past 25 years. She also works with ICSA, and hearing the conversation with her and myself, I believe is very cathartic and validating because she normalizes and also points out the patterns between my experience in the Unification Church and the patterns that she sees in many other cults. So it's, um, yeah, it's very assuring, and I enjoyed talking with her. So you can go check out that show in the show notes and yeah celebrate because uh the ex-community space is definitely growing with talking with professionals like this and having our stories be shared and anybody that's new to this podcast welcome to blessed child podcast i hope you can get some good little nuggets of wisdom from our public deconstruction and reconstruction of whatever it is we're doing here. (laughs) I think it's like an identity thing. Anyways, so back to this episode. This is part two of beautifully packaged lies and misplaced good intentions. If you have not listened to the last episode with Janae, pause, go back and listen. Her story is very touching and she is extremely brave for telling us how far she has come from being left in a church orphanage. Janae unpacks a book that is written for children by the Unification Church. It is to indoctrinate the children in Japan to believe in the theology of a heavenly prepared true mother and basically the origin story of Hak Jahan Moon, who is now the fascist cult leader of the unification faction known as Family Federation for World Peace. She has billions of dollars and multiple palaces. She has extorted thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars from families all over the world and particularly in Japan. So we're going to be honing in on that course of control and the psychological manipulation that starts very young in a child's bedtime story. Janae got these books sent to her from Japan, from her relatives who are currently in the Unification Church. We're just going to dissect it bit by bit. I was very triggered because psychological control and undue influence of children really pisses me off and yeah so let's get into the episode here we go beautifully packaged lies and misplaced good intentions part two with janae long ago there was a king who ruled the country he had important affairs with china which required meeting with a representative your majesty in order for the representative to come to our country from china He must cross the Tale River, but our country does not have enough money to build a bridge. The king made this known throughout the country. He looked for someone to help donate money to build the bridge. The king was very worried and distressed. No. I know. No. (laughs) This this is about, this is is the intro 
to the Mooney Church for children? It's it's like priming them for financial abuse. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh no, our king needs to build a bridge. We don't have enough money to build a bridge. And the only thing, like this is a kids' book, you know. In all the other kids' books, they'd be like, "Yeah, we'll just build it out of sticks and mud." Like, and the yeah, end of the yeah, story. Like, I, I mean, it's it. It was so jarring to read it and be like, "Wow, okay, I." I see where this is going. <laughs> Financial exploitation starts young, kids. Yes. Starts young. Hey guys, I just want to pause it. I also want to pose this question to the audience. What is up with the intro to the UC being affairs with China and building a bridge for these representatives? What does that mean in real terms? We already know their shysty weapons businesses and motor businesses like Panda Motors, Tongil Heavy Industries, Tongil, Pianghua Motors. Moon was really into building factories for machines and weapons of mass destruction when you really look at what they were doing beyond the peace talks. We had companies in China. The Unification Church has companies in North Korea. The Unification Church has been bartering and muling weapons and drugs across international waters since the beginning of its time. So I, I really am posing this question. What do you think it means for that to be the intro to a kid's book? Let's go back to the episode. Okay. So, yep, that was from page one. I'm going to go back. This is the... And, and it's so sad. It's in Japanese and your Japanese relatives said this to you. And in like the assassination of Shinzo Abe for financial abuse towards of the well, family. They, they sent it to us a long time ago. Oh, yeah. That. Right. This is just paving the way. It just like shows some light on the history some of, of what... Some of what, what that was all about. The like, grooming. Yeah. Yeah. Just the, the way that Japanese church members are really treated as like... ATM machines for the church. I mean, that was kind of our a big thing too. Like when we when I moved to Japan and like my husband was like, yeah, church members' job in Japan is to give money to the church or to like go to other countries as missionaries and leave their children behind <laughs> while they're helping. I have an aunt who's also in the church and she has I have I've got two cousins. She has two sons. And she like went and lived in Argentina for six months. I mean, I guess her kids were a bit older at the time, but I've heard of other Japanese missionaries like leaving behind their children for months to years and their kids are really young and maybe they left them with their grandparents or something or whatever, but it's just like that continues that that's very normal still. Yeah. And there's a lot of, um, homestays and school systems that, oh, that's right. Yeah. Like the golf mm -hmm. program. I'm like, yeah. I mean, that's super sad to me because I mean, I went to Goff, right? And I, it was, it was fun. It was a little bit like crazy too, but like, like it was very much like Lord of the Flies. <laughs> we had so much free time and freedom, and and we were like twelve, <laughs> um, and we got to run around Korea with our friends. It was, yeah, I don't know, I don't like looking back on it. I would never send my kids to something like that, <laughs> but yeah, there was. We were dangerous and self-harming and, 
man we could talk stories about gop but mm-hmm. we'll leave that for another day hey everyone so we brought up the institutionalized school systems in the unification church and i'm gonna pause it so i can kind of explain this situation better cults like to break down nuclear families so i believe the agenda in the unification church through the education system was to break down the nuclear family so moon ordered a lot of first gen to start education systems Bohi Pak started Little Angels Academy, Sunhua Academy, um, and then there's General Orientation Program or GOP in Korea, and that's what we were talking about. So basically, it was very normalized to have 12-year-olds be sent to Korea on their own to live in a dorm where they were pressured to live there for six years to learn the heavenly language of Korean. So potentially, and... Yeah, potentially we could have been sent away at 12 years old and never gone back home. So in the Western dorm, it was less common. People usually made it about one to three years in that program before we broke down and had to go home because it was a very difficult program. But in the Japanese dorm, I remember it was very normal for 12-year-olds to be sent to Korea from Japan and then complete the six-year course, graduate from a Korean school be able to speak fluent korean and then they just never went home so that's um it was a very difficult time for me when i spent my two years there not even two full years but i can only imagine how hard it was for the japanese students to be completely separated from their families to have no support system besides that of in the cult and i think it needs to be talked about I know that I suffered a lot of damages from spending time in that dorm. And so I can only imagine what others have been through. And I want to say it's not just in Korea. There are other dorms. There are other programs in the United States alone. I remember there's Bridgeport Hope School where people could be homestays at random first-gen homes that they never pass any type of protocol or inspection. These are just trusting first-gen adults letting anybody with the only qualification is that they're a Mooney, take care of their children for years on end. So it's it's a very da- dangerous and damaging situation that needs to be talked about. There's also BTA, Blessed Teens Academy, and um, there's a couple other pop-up schools where these adults were very exploitive of children because I know that there was some kids that went to these quote-unquote schools and they would be made to fundraise on the weekends. They'd be made to make product or clean homes or work for these quote-unquote educators. Yeah, so it's something that we haven't really talked about in depth on this podcast, but I wanted to validate the experience that is educational abuse. It is... um, pretty much systemic orphanages run by unqualified people. And even if they are qualified, they're very psychologically manipulative and there's a lot of coercive control. So yeah, if that's something you've survived, I'm just here to validate that it's probably something that shouldn't have happened. All right, let's get back to the episode. We'll call it The Lord of the Flies. Yeah, we can write our own book. Dude, all the years of 12-year-olds running around in Korea, like, God damn. It would be, I mean, there are probably so many stories. Yeah, I would love to talk about prank night. Anyways, okay, not going down that road. Get back (laughs) to this book. Okay, so this is page two. Here's the illustration. 
とてもたくさんのお金がかかるにもかかわらずためらうことなく手を挙げたのはチョハンジュンというおじさんでしたたとえお金が一銭もなくなったとしても国のためなら誰よりも先に自分がやらなければと思ったのです Okay So despite it costing so much money without hesitation a man named Cho Hanjun raised his hand even if, if it required every last penny for the sake of his country he thought he must do it What the fuck? This is a kid's book. I know. Not, not even one of the hundreds of kids' books on my kids' bookshelf talks about money.、No. Not even one. No, it's so, it's so blatant and disgusting. It's so disgusting. I mean, and the thing is, it's hard.、Um, like, there is. Beauty in you know, doing something for the sake of something greater than yourself. But the constant sacrifice and the expectation that that's the norm and that you never think about yourself or take care of yourself, that's not a great way to be set up to live. No, and, and we have this perfect metaphor set up in the book The Giving Tree. <laughs> Like, oh, that book、yes. talks about self sacrifice. Like, this is psychologically manipulated. But even then, the giving tree is super problematic. Oh, it is. Yes. And I'm, that's the parallel like, that I'm getting with this book. There are no boundaries. You、no. can, can cut me down. You can, like, absolutely treat me like shit. And I will still love you. Like, that's just priming people up for abuse. Yeah. And, like, and I talked with this about、rhetoric. my son. In the church, does is prime people to be exploited, to be manipulated, to be abused, you know,、mm-hmm. and be told it's such an honor. No, it's not. It is not. <laughs> you need to have boundaries and protect yourself. If the giving tree didn't give up his trunk, he would still be giving today, y'all. Like, it, it, yeah, exactly. It's like the, the what a, the, another story is like the the golden, the, the goose that lays the golden eggs. Like, you kill the, the goose, it's dead, you know. It's that's another thing, right? But, anyways, it's it's like we didn't get to have boundaries, like, we should keep pushing ourselves until our bodies broke down. That was so normalized, like, honest, yeah, for yeah. But they're saying it straight up with money,、yeah. like, in this book,、mm-hmm. the first book to being、mm-hmm. a Mooney, the first book a child reads to being a Mooney. Is、yeah. telling them to sacrifice, like, hey, we gotta、money. build a bridge. <laughs> like, literally, Moon said he was building a bridge. I know. Like the peace bridge or whatever. Just sad.、Oh、okay. God, let's keep going. Let's keep going.、Um, let's see. Okay, so the next page is this. Ready? Hashiga Hotondo de Kiagata Toki no Kotodesta. So Hanjun Oji Sanga Nemuttail to Yumeni Shiroi Fuko Kita Oji Sanga de Tekimasta. 国のことを思うお前の気持ちは本当に尊いものだ。いずれお前の子孫の家に神様の娘を送ってあげよう。When the bridge was almost finished, Cho Hanjun had a dream where an old man wearing white clothes appeared.The way you think and feel about your country is truly precious.Someday amongst your descendants, I will send the daughter of God.Ooh, here it comes!Drum roll!Okay. Let me show the picture. I don't think I showed it yet. Okay, so this is the picture. 
Wait, what are those ghost bodies behind the people? Are those ghost bodies behind <laughs> the people? It's just a crowd of people. It's not actually ghosts. It's just okay. Like... I got scared for a second. <laughs> okay, here we go. それから長い月日が流れました。その家でたった一人の娘として育った長女おばあさんは先祖代々伝わってきた著犯人おじいさんの話を片時も忘れたことはありませんでした。常、神様が我が家に神様の娘を送ってくださると教えたのよ。その日
it's real and spirits can inhabit somebody's body and do things and deliver messages and all all the the nonsense and then jump bodies so that's how you have daemonim so daemonim is um uh, sunehong i believe the original one is hakjahan's mother hakjahan moon's mother sun myung moon's wife she murdered somebody I guess conveniently they started calling her Daemonim and Daemonim could jump bodies from one body to the next. I think it's a way to mm, confuse the masses as well as confuse who's accountable for crimes. Was it Sune Hong or was it the ghost body that inhabited Sune Hong? Honestly, in in reality, it it is Sune Hong. Hak Jahan's mom is a murderer. And... You heard it here, but this is not the only account of ghost body jumping. There's also Black Hyunjin, which is something we're not going to talk about here. There's also um, <laughs> the wives that were married to the ghost of Jesus Christ, the ghost of Stalin and Hitler, I believe, even Buddha. Um, there's some weird stuff going on in the Unification Church, and we don't like to get too much into it. But just so you know, body jumping and spirit world and all this, it's just a way for the Unification Church to confuse people and to hide accountability and to not yeah, own up to their crimes. Like if you think about it, literally what is more convenient than your followers believing that anything you do that's atrocious, that's a crime, you, it wasn't you, it was some spirit that inhabited your body and made you do it. Um, It's very fucking convenient, and it's very ridiculous, in my opinion. Is the picture, I don't know what's happening here, but (laughs) I guess we'll find out again. Okay, let's play. 本スネテモニムが結婚して間もない<笑> So it was not long after Honsune Demonim got married that one day, as she was praying as usual, a voice came from heaven and she heard, Sune, if you give birth to a son, he will become the king of the universe. If you give birth to a daughter, she will become the queen of the universe. Years later, that day finally came. God's beloved daughter, who had been promised, was sent to Honsune Demonim. Yeah, this is the oops. Oh, is that whoever the mystery man is? Oh my god. Wow, these illustrate like this story makes me want to puke. When you know like the real facts behind it, and then the fact that they're like spinning this to children, and they started with the bridge king, the the fucking the troll, the troll king. This is a weird book. It is weird. Next page. 
そんな夢を見たのですかもうすぐ生まれる子供の名前をつること名付けよう本スネテモニムは大きなお腹を撫でながらうなずきました so I had a strange dream last night what kind of dream did you have in the dense pine forest there were two cranes dancing together in the sunlight wow what a wonderful dream let's name our soon to be born child crane child 本スネテモニム said while nodding and stroking her pregnant belly Okay, that's normal. That's normal Korean culture. They do that.、Yeah. A lot of people do that. Totally normal. Okay, okay, cool. <laughs> And that's like the one normal page. <laughs> I'm okay with that page. <laughs> okay, next page looks like this. Babies. Is she, what is she, is she floating? Is she being carried? What is that? There's flowers. <laughs> oh, okay. She's okay. There's she's laying in the flowers.、Mm -hmm. Gotcha. With the blankets. Okay. Next. This one's kind of, well, it's okay. We'll just play it. 1943 Kyurek no Ichigatsu Muika, Akachan no Nakigoe no Yonihibiki Watari Mashta. Kamisama no Aisa. 赤ちゃんの鳴き声がまるで歌声のようだわ。大きくなったら音楽家になるのかしら。超音もアバさんが微笑みながら言いました。ラララララララ、歌を歌うかのように、ニコニコよく笑う赤ちゃんでした。Okay。On January 6th, 1943 of the lunar calendar, a baby's cry was heard in the world.The true mother, Hakja Han, God's beloved daughter, was born. My baby's girl, my, my baby girl's crying sounds like music. I wonder if she will be a singer when she grows up. Uh, hold up. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. She was not born January. What? January 6th? When did her birth? No, what? But that's the lunar that's, calendar. That's Moon's birthday. Lunar, lunar calendar. No, yeah, they have the same lunar calendar birthday. No, they don't. He、yes, changed he her birthday. I swear to God, he, I saw she, she, she was born, born in like May or something. A long March, ass March, March, or something like that. April. Yeah. So they、But、just changed her birthday on the lunar calendar. So the lunar calendar, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> no, this is BS. This is no. There's okay, whatever. It's whatever. I'm going to let it slide. I also wanted to like. Pay tribute to the young me who listened to so many hours of Hak Jahan Moon singing. Like it was, it was like nails on a chalkboard. And they're spinning it into this children's book, like as a baby,、uh, oh, as a baby crying. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Actually, that's accurate. You can keep that in because it was awful to listen to. And Sun Myung Moon. You'll only know this if you were at Hundake as many times as I was, and many others of you listeners probably were. But Moon would like put her on the spotlight. It was so awkward and so forced. And she sang, and we all clapped and like supported her. Like it was good. But I'm going to publicly on the record say that it was, yeah, a baby screaming is a good representation. Yeah, let's get back to the episode. So. Aunt Jo Wonmo, aunt? maybe that's the grandmother,、uh, smiled at her. <laughs> I think it's like, oh, in Japanese, aunt, 
Obasan sounds a lot like um, grandma, which is Obasan. <laughs> it's just like a longer, so I might have just gotten translated wrong. Um, so she smiled at her, and this is the baby. La 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 la. <laughs> singing a song. She was a smiley baby. Okay. 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 And this picture. Uh oh shit oh shit that's scary okay there's like a black blob with hands and eyes reaching out mm -hmm. towards this new towards baby the, and the, the mom, mom and the baby the mom mm -hmm. holding the baby oh so this no. is very good interesting scary stuff yeah and okay so this is the 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 dark image or dark scary thing coming out with arms and eyes ねんねんねんねんかわいい赤ちゃん。本スネテモニムが赤ちゃんを胸に抱いて眠りにつきました。この女の子をこのままにしておくと危ないぞ。今すぐ命を奪ってしまおう。真っ暗闇の中からサン
This is the narrative. This is, yeah. <laughs> it pisses me off. It's, it's so, so dumb. <laughs> I was reading it with my husband. We were like going over it. And this is before I contacted you, but I was just like, I was like, oh yeah, I have that box of books and I want to take a look at it. You know, like, what do they say? Especially after the whole like um, Abe, Shinzo Abe assassination and just like the the way the church is just like, we never would, like everything's completely, you know, like voluntary and, and we, we don't make people do anything. And there's, you know, I don't know, like they just kind of like, well, actually, they just talked about like well, the name change. <laughs> yeah, like, well, spiritual sales. What? We're not even talking about anything that we're supposed to be talking about. But anyways, um, so I just got curious, and we read through this book together. Um, you know what? In their defense, we went on a tangent for like an hour too. <laughs> so I mean, was, I get it. Yeah. Us, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were supposed to funny. talk about the shooting it's when you, if it's like a press conference and you're right. allotted a very very short amount of time like stuff very that are like is of national import <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same uh it's a little different yeah 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 yeah. oh let's see did we what did we do no excuses did we just read something I was just talking about like we read through this and I like what I was just like what is this and like why are they talking about this king and this bridge and like money and like and and, and then it's like I was looking through it and I was like okay like um I don't know just but we were talking about it and I was like it's just did you grow up hearing this and I, he's like no I didn't I don't know anything about, like this is all like very new to me because it's all like written after like some young moon died right so it's kind of like there's this revision going on in the church about the mythology and right Han used to be like very downplayed early on in the church and then now it's like she was meant to be the daughter of god like <laughs> oh my god it really did shift yeah it's just like and it's just it's just very different from like what I grew up learning when I was younger right like and so my husband was just like why don't I I guess I I wonder why people don't like it <laughs> like yeah it's changing and like nobody everybody just kind of goes along with it you know and I'm like I, I don't know I lost the thread a long time ago so I have no yeah, idea this is so it's you know this even this story can't even keep it straight we started with a like a king that needed money and now we're on like to the, this only begotten daughter like the narrative is it it's not cool like I wanted to read about the king and finish the story about the king but they totally yeah. threw me off like I want to know how much he needs what are the statistics like what what are the deets on the the bridge and then they just totally forgot they about the totally bridge. didn't even talk about it and even well, talk about the that bridge. guy that guy made he he gave all the money every last penny he had okay but what about the bridge they, i still want to know about must have built the bridge yeah what happened in china because we started actually, with china come on now actually, that is very reminiscent of things in the church like there's this big <laughs> too and then like Suddenly, it's like, wait, what about that one thing that? No, nah, don't. It's, don't it's, even. There's not even a conclusion. They just <laughs> rolled. Providential guys. I I need the dopamine hit from completing 
like a story. You can't just yeah. like throw a new story at me. Like I need a follow up. Not cool. But also you cut out for a little bit. Hey everyone. So Janae cut out there, but basically I'm just going to reiterate what she said. It was basically that she was wondering why people aren't questioning the inconsistencies and the contradictions in a doctrine that proclaims itself to be ideal, true, absolute, and unchanging. It's the thread that pulls it all apart. That's the question. That's the question that needs to be asked. So I just wanted to put that it back in here and let's get back to the episode. Okay, so we'll just go over what this says. God, please protect this child. Hansene Damonin does not have her true mother. So Hansene Damonin does not have her true mother. She protects her. She doesn't sleep at night. I prayed for her to God. I don't know what this is supposed to say. Google Translate's not great. But what I do is like I put it through Google Translate and I go back to the original and actually like read it and go through the details and then like find a equivalent in English that would sound okay. But I, I didn't do that with this one. Anyways, Joe Wan Mo grandmother looked worried and she said, Sune, you don't you don't sleep at night and haven't eaten much. If you don't eat, you will collapse. And Damonim replies, <laughs> What about my body? It's not important. I must protect my child from Satan. Bitch. Yeah. That's another thing that that this this is for children. No. Never take care of yourself. Oh, it doesn't matter. No. Your well-being is not what's actually important. Okay. If I was a kid, I would hope that I had the mental fortitude to be like, no, that's not true. You need to eat if you oh, want to fight. When that's that's your reality and that's what's being drilled into you from all these different sources, whether it's from books, whether it's from the people around you, whether it's in these like church, you know, workshops or Sunday school or whatever, like you just keep hearing these kind of things over, over and over again. Can I just bring the point that I'm pretty sure at one point every Mooney had an eating disorder? Probably. I've been anorexic. Mm, me too. And bulimic. And that's because we read shit like this as children. Your body is not important. What matters is your vitality elements. So yes. you can fight Satan. And and you don't actually need sleep. You don't actually your it's your your weak mm -mm. or your faith is weak and therefore that's why you can't overcome. Wow. I did not think reading a child's book would be so triggering. So this is the next page. そんなある日、本スネテモニムの耳元に天からの声が聞こえてきました。これまでこの子に何かあったらと心配しただろう。もう心配しなくてもいい。この子は神様が愛される一人娘だ。神様の代わりに育てるのだと思って、生々を尽
I'm partly like list, wanting to do the Japanese for like if you do have any listeners in Japan and then they can hear the source material like my my translations are probably not going to be perfect you know but they're like pretty much along like they get the gist of it yeah there might be some slight inaccuracies here and there but like I know enough Japanese to get the gist of it and then I have to look up a few terms here and there to like really be accurate and then try to make it sound okay in English it's 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 not my um I'm not a trained translator so <laughs> not my strength unfortunately I kind of get where it's going I yeah. I mean that's you know that's the gist of it I got it and then uh I might have skipped a page so one of these might not be translated but this is the bit that I still have left and I don't know if it lines up with what we just heard so okay. um one day Honsune Demonim heard a voice from heaven have you been worried that something might happen to this child you don't have to worry anymore this child is god's beloved only daughter thinking that you are raising her in god's place do your best god has always been oh okay and this part hasn't hasn't been cleaned up but like god has always been longing or for his only daughter true mother to bring into the world on Jun Jo Wanmo and Hong Su Demonim uh is the only was the only daughter I don't know what it says exactly. Um Hong Su Demonim said that when she finally heard this these words the, from the voice in the sky, she was finally relieved. God, thank you. I I will raise this child as God's daughter. And do my best. Honsu Demonim. Ah, I don't know what it's saying. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. I don't know what it's saying either. I think even yeah. if you did it in English, I still wouldn't know what it's saying. Like even if I... your translation was perfect, I I still yeah. don't think it makes any sense because it it doesn't and it's not ever going to. <laughs> So I think this is like a narrator talking at this point. So Honsu Demonim uh, made up her mind to raise God's true daughter to be pure and beautiful, blah, blah, something like that. I just feel like this is like, I feel like I'm being slapped in the face. Like this is like, uh, it's like an open face insult to everybody except for the only daughter of God. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? I'm okay, like, please explain more. <laughs> okay, okay. So she's like, I'm the only daughter. I'm the only daughter. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck does that make me? You suck. Yeah. I hate you. And I'm only five and I'm reading this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess for me, it's like, I, you know, I, I can have my perspectives and my beliefs, and not everybody will have necessarily agree. But generally, I feel like nobody is better than anybody else you know like there's no need to elevate anybody to this like everybody shits right everybody's imperfect everybody there's no perfect person or ideal person or great person I mean I think we can become our truest selves our most actualized selves and that's a pretty awesome thing um and and maybe those people who have been able to do that in in their lives like you can see them as being maybe a great person but they're still 
just a person, you know, and it's like th this builds up this, this kind of just a belief system of like some people are better than others, you know, and, and are born special and some are not, you know, like I kind of just fundamentally reject that way of thinking altogether, you know, and of course there are people out there who believe differently and that's, I don't know, it's, I don't, I don't think that's right, like <laughs> personally, but um, that's at least my take now. Yeah. I don't believe in elevating anybody to this like godlike divine status. And I also think everybody has, you know, their own intrinsic value and worth. And that's not like dependent on them following a certain religion or whatnot. Like anyway. Yeah, I agree with you. I feel like this book is setting up some weird psychological pressures for yeah idolizing a dictator <laughs> well mm -hmm. it's it's all in all damaging yeah i can't imagine reading this to my kid and being like this is a good thing this is it and, this is and your bedtime story kid <laughs> hey listening to this i could hear my inner child being triggered and going back into that place where i was being yeah condemned to like less than but listening again now I'm hearing it again and hearing, oh, this is how spiritual bypassing happens. This is how the parents in the Unification Church thought that God would take care of their children so they didn't have to, so the systems could raise us. So the neglect was rampant because of this thinking like, hey, don't worry, God's got your back. But in actuality, nobody's got our backs. Nobody had the kids' backs. So I just wanted to bring that point up too, that in the theology, it's it's debilitating. It's, it's a handicap. If you believe very, like it can be misconstrued. Of course it was like, yeah, okay, you're a child of God and I'm going to do my best. Well, that part I'm going to do my best kind of got misinterpreted to what a child and parent relationship looks like and what a parent's responsibilities are that I'm going to do my best mentality was applied to I'm going to do my best to expand this cult <laughs> and not I'm going to do my best to protect this child. Anyways, that is what was going through my mind listening to this book now, a couple weeks later. Let's get back to the episode. I think that was like a big thing for me too. Like I was like, well, I still liked the people that I knew from the church and some people, some of my friends were still in the church or whatever. And I didn't want, I didn't, I, it was hard to like, I didn't necessarily cut off from everybody or decide like, oh, like you're all, I can't associate with you anymore because I don't agree with you or anything. It's, but it's just like, I I knew like I couldn't keep, I myself couldn't keep being in the church because I couldn't teach this stuff to my kids. Like I couldn't set them up with this belief system because I, I I knew within myself how much it had it had been so damaging to have like the rug pulled out from under me, you know, and then just been like, what was all that? <laughs> that my entire life existence had been revolving around this thing that ultimately I've decided I can't believe in, and now I have to start over again. 
but it's like, I, I really don't want to set my kids up to have to do that in their lives. I want them to start thinking for themselves as early as possible. And for, for them, you know, to have discussions, not me telling them what to think or what to believe, but like, let's think about it. And I don't know all the answers, but, but let's, there's a lot, you know, to think about and consider, and we can find what makes sense for us individually. Right. Yeah. I just, I'm still so triggered that this is a kid's book. Mm -hmm. So that was one book. There's seven more. I mean, nope, not going to touch them. (laughs) We're not going to go there, but that one, especially it's just like from the get-go is like, Oh my God, why are they talking about money and giving away every last penny and not eating because you got to fight Satan like I don't need to sleep I don't need to eat like that that was so ingrained in so much oh my god uh my childhood (laughs) already instilling like historical ancestral guilt and collective sin and like with the your descent I dreamt of a descendant that's gonna be God's only daughter like yeah Oh, I remember feeling so much shame from compounded ancestry, like mm-hmm. 6,000 years of, of, of your ancestor suffering is for your life and your existence. Don't, don't throw it away. Like, yeah, don't mess it up. Don't, don't mess it up now. Or we're going to have to the go. The whole entire universe is depending upon you. Yeah, no, this is real. And very, I, I bet you very specific, you know, live a specific path and and to somehow save everybody. I bet that's illustrated in the other six books. Because this is just the intro book. You just read yeah. the intro. Yeah. Um, is it the last page that says the true parents and true mother? of Is everyone... Wait, what does it say? I don't know. Like, Daemonim was like, I will raise this, my child, as God's true daughter. Okay. Blah, blah. So, oh, it, I, I oh, see it's that like... Oh, that's the last yeah. page of book seven. It says... The true parents and true mother of everyone in this world are here today as they will continue to work towards establishment of Chanel Guk. Okay, yeah, no, the Chanel Guk is, is it, like this is that book. Oh, this is the book. Oh <laughs> shit. That illustration is fire, yo. She's got this like embroidered gown, royal blue, like sewn with gold threads, yes. wearing a crown, holding and a I staff. Think- the that last page is is this one this what it says here oh lord have mercy okay okay yeah that's enough for- so that's the conclusion of the whole book set yeah this is the fascist state i couldn't i could barely obviously i didn't quite finish going through the whole first book um and i wasn't going to do all of them but yeah that's the ultimate conclusion of of the book set okay so let's do an honest review from from start to finish um whoever drew it was great i loved the illustrations they were easy to understand they're a little creepy they gave emotional they conveyed some emotional weight especially Mm -hmm. when satan was there that was freaky yeah (laughs) um i don't like how they well i guess that goes with the book they only made damonim and true mother in color like everybody else is like gray really i mean they grayed out a lot of other people oh they did yeah everybody else is unimportant they're just background right so the artist was like understood the assignment (laughs) okay the servants are in color of course the servants are in color that makes sense yeah here they're all the the background people are just these gray shadowy yeah so the illustrator understood the assignment Mm -hmm. subtle cues for sure 
throughout the book. Who's important, who's not. Yep. Uh, uh, what dispensing of existence, they understood the assignment. So whoever illustrated the book, you are hired. Um, the production looks great. Book quality is a hardcover book. Pages are gloss. The, the, whole, the whole set. This is the this box is like it's got this magnetic clap. Oh my god, a magnetic clap! Wow. And then there's some like, you know, like the cushioning. Oh wow, they even have cushioning yeah. for the books inside with a magnetic clap. Yeah, that's very well constructed. Very very well put together. Very thought. Yeah, ten ten there. Very intentionally. Um, the story. The story was awful awful i don't even know how they started the story the storyline was not consistent i didn't need to know about the king now i'm just bothered because i want to know what else happened with the bridge um so the the um this is the songbook and there's like it's got one of those built-in battery packs battery packs so it'll sing with you yeah okay so it's a singing I put the book. batteries in they have they had a, a tiny little screwdriver so <laughs> wow they even supplied a tool that's they supplied a tool super cute uh i put the batteries in i think the batteries um maybe they were not good batteries so it it didn't start playing songs unfortunately but they did also give a a cd a cd along with that um usb stick that i can't find anymore i don't know what happened to it wow really? songs <laughs> so they had like a lot of stuff that came with it cds yeah. usbs screwdrivers all the things no nice. inconveniences box. everything's in the box okay box is great packaging is great illustrations are on point the story was dog shit i can't it, i i definitely felt unwell reading it especially that bit about the money and the bridge yeah way and then, and then the part about Damon and like, I can't take care of myself. Like, what? It's not important. I just have to protect the daughter of God. Yeah. No, I feel like that this is as a normal, as a norm. I think they definitely compensated with the packaging for the yeah. shit story. <laughs> like, you don't want to throw the story away because the packaging, because you're because it was sent to you and packaging is nice yeah but no i i honestly because it was so pretty i didn't want to throw it away <laughs> it's so beautiful but um yeah the contents the, the contents are garbage but it's i'm glad i did actually hold on to it so i could when i felt a di desire to look at it i could actually see what is being taught you know and i wonder if there's an equivalent of these stories in English that American church members are buying, or is this is just for the Japanese members or what? You know, that I don't think that bridge thing would fly in, in America as much, but maybe it would. I don't know. Wow, you make a good point. Yeah, this uh, harkens back to what the Jehovah's Witness do with the Watchtower publications. They publish books for kids to indoctrinate the kids, and that's known in the United States. Yeah. This oh, is that, this. you know. When we were chatting before, that reminds me of like, okay, so the this book, I mean, sorry, the children's children's songbook. There's these pages, right, where they're like running around, and there's a song about 
like world peace or whatever. This is the one that has the, the Korean as well. Arum daun nara chon ilguk. So beautiful country of Chanelguk. One hip and leak country, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then and then there's anyways, I, I'm not gonna try to read this whole thing, but they just have these like so they're little songbooks. Like this one of like here's here's Hakdaha uh, of the world and we're going to Atarashi Sekai Wata Watashimo Ishoni. So a new world, all of us together, something like that. And I don't, and then there's a song for this. Hold on one second. Hey, sorry. Well, I'm oh, buying ducks. I have to buy ducks today. And so my husband was calling about ducks. That. Yeah, we have to buy ducks. We, I have a duck. Like the for, animals? Yeah, my yeah. niece bought a duck for Easter and then wanted to get rid of it. So we took it in and... Ducks are very social creatures, we found out, and they do awful. They fail. They have failure to thrive when they're alone. Right. When they're on their own. Yeah. So we're going to get two more ducks. Got it. Sweet. <laughs> you... First of all, that you, that you uh, rescued the, your niece's duck and then making sure your duck has pals. <laughs> yeah, because we're not psychos. Like, you have to uh... keep the ducks happy. <laughs> Oh yeah, but okay. Anyways, sorry, for cutting you off. Yeah, so I was just gonna say, like these the pictures. Um, ooh, there's a whole song about the guy in the bridge. Apparently. Oh yes, let's read that one. Uh, wait, wait, let me see it. Let me see it. Okay. Is that supposed to like be symbolic for moon? That no, I think it's about the Joe, whatever. <laughs> Joe, whoever his name is. Wanju, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Talegawa no uta. The Talegawa song and it's like tale 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 gawa utsukushi tale gawa tale gawa ni hashi o kakete hen no oji sama ga ori orite kuru so it's just like it's a song right and it doesn't have very many lyrics but it's like the tale 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 river it's a beautiful tale river the Tale River, uh, we're going to build a bridge on the Tale River so that Tenno Ojo Sama. Oh, Tenno Ojo Sama. Okay. So, the, so that the heavenly daughter, I think, or woman can walk on it. <laughs> this reminds me of like those pictures in Watchtower, the magazine where they have like the land is lying with the sh the lion and the children are playing and it's going to be beautiful and perfect and in the i don't know what exactly the belief is but like after after the judgment day and then the the true believers will be saved and they'll be able to live in this idyllic kingdom while everybody else it's destroyed like yeah no i had a jehovah's witness on the show before and they were explaining that only a certain number of people get into paradise earth and in paradise earth like lions will not eat people and you can play mm -hmm. with all the animals and it's gonna be awesome but there's a there's like a limit <laughs> and like dead people will come back to life stuff so like weird shit weird shit yeah. 
and the, and then the people who get chosen are the ones who are the most devout mm -hmm. who dedicate themselves the most to like witnessing right Jehovah. yeah yeah that they have like a mandated hourly mandate like a monthly like i think it has to be like 40 or 80 hours a month they have to yeah. witness yeah. so just just like moon it's just the same thing as like having to fundraise having to witness mm -hmm. the demands are ridiculous but okay cool yeah. so we drew some parallels with the watchtower yeah the moon moonies are on par with the watchtower publications if not better because that that production was that's not cheap it and and i mean i would say it's more believable than the watchtower stuff <laughs> Because I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't know about this heavenly kingdom and stuff, but like, it's, it's just interesting because they are able to hobnob with these, these dignitaries, these. Yeah, they they're meeting they, with Kim Jong Il, Kim Jong Un, and they're uh -huh. building bridge. I mean, building a bridge is realistic yeah. enough. Right, right, but yeah. then it's like at the same time underneath all of that it's like this devaluation of human agency um devaluation of like taking care of your own well-being and having boundaries and having choice um or you're failing the cosmos <laughs> or whatever and all of human history will suffer because you are not doing what you're supposed to be doing which is saving the world or whatever it's a lot of pressure to put on anybody's psyche <laughs> on children yeah because the audience for this, children. this is mm -hmm. the audience for the, the wording is like that song had like a couple words why because it's tailored for kids yeah 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 i mean it it goes to that like there's that term parentification right where children who grow up without the the safety or nurturing that they need from the adults in their life, they have to grow up and become parents themselves. Like they take care of the adults in their life or they have to take care of themselves and raise themselves, whatever. And it can be due to like situations like the parents that have an illness and they physically can't take care of you or whatever but it can also be like alcoholism or like a mental illness many different things um but it's very developmentally unhealthy and damaging because children don't get to go through the normal developmental stages that they need to go through and and they have to take on responsibilities that they're not prepared to take on to survive right and so they skip over these developmental you know milestones or stages emotionally developmentally um and it's it's very hard it's hard to repair that after the fact it's, it's so it's so like yeah to to receive the nurturing that you actually needed when you were a child or to to have the the peace of mind or the safety and protection that you needed like it's hard to get that back and you can as an adult like reparent yourself right but it's like it's so hard because you're already an adult and you have all the responsibilities of an adult plus you might have kids of your own that you need to take care of and a job and all this other things that you have to take care of um while also trying to give yourself the things that you needed as a child that you didn't get 
So that happens a lot in the church. But I think what's even worse than that is like we're also conditioned to believe that we are responsible for God's like for what is it liberating God's heart, right? So you're not only responsible, like maybe for taking care of your family or your siblings or yourself or the adults in your life, but you're also responsible for this divine being. It's just so like inappropriate. It's so inappropriate because like, why can't God, like for individuals, like as adults, like you are responsible for your own emotional well-being, right? You're, you nobody else can like do the work for you that you need to do to take care of yourself. Why were we as children told we are responsible for God's emotional well-being not uh, even something that adults should like an adult can like a healthy mature adult they should be able to take care of themselves right so like why can't god yeah <laughs> no you you theology we we kind of look at god like a infant like oh poor god he can't do anything by himself it's so yeah. uh it's so weird it is weird and it's it's just like from a developmental or psychological point of view, it's, it's very, it's very off <laughs> from like what children actually need is nurturing and being, being given that safe base and the, you know, the protection as well as the like attention and care and, and so on that they need to actually thrive and optimally develop rather than like being left at a nursery or being left behind <laughs> to go do church stuff or you know even if it's not like full time or what whatever it's still like our our well-being often was never the priority basically it was always like the providence is what really matters and you're not important the leader's important and God's suffering heart. Mm -hmm. And how dare you? You must take care of God's, you know. Right. Because it takes advantage okay. of children's natural compassion. Children are so yeah. compassionate. They're so sweet. So giving. Tell them early that they can, they have to like comfort God's suffering heart and all the adults around them. Mm -hmm. You get us. Yeah. It's hard to be like joyful it's hard to relax I don't know how to I don't know find that place of ease that I wish I could and I think that was one of the biggest things like for me growing up in the church like that was taken away from me you know it's weird I had the ability to have a lot of fun but as I became a parent I'm finding myself self-restricting a lot and I don't know why. Even when I want to have fun, I'll pull back. I can feel myself pulling back. It's like mm -hmm. so, it feels suffocating. Yeah. Sometimes. Like, why can't I just have fun? <laughs> what is that? Yeah. I wonder about that. I'll probably bring it up to my therapist tomorrow. Please. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah because I love my family my kids are awesome my kids yeah. are fun my husband's fun I'm the when did I turn into the fucking stick in the mud when did that happen because yeah. I was I was I was I was pretty fun growing up you know in the confines of what we could be what you could be what, what yeah. we could explore 
I have like moments where I like certain friends who could bring out this like side of me that was not so repressed <laughs> or whatever. Um, I had a friend in GOP. Uh, she has like a birthday right the day before mine. So we we both like got our allowance and went to the Kage and like bought a bunch of like junk food. And we went into this, like, we had moved dorms. We used to live in the Illawa factory. Well, we still lived in the Illawa factory, but a different building. Um, and so, like, we went to the abandoned Illawa factory. And and then, like, nobody was there. I don't know why we were allowed to still go there. <laughs> and then ate, like, Coke floats and choco pies and, like, all this stuff, like, until we were, like, sick. <laughs> We're like happy birthday to us <laughs> oh my god I love that um but yeah like I have a few friends that are that like just bring out the crazy and I really appreciate them because I'm like oh like it, like most of my I feel like most of my life like I I am much more like reserved or like I don't feel the freedom to act out because I might bring like heavenly misfortune <laughs> <laughs> to my family and to the world or whatever so like yeah there wasn't a sense of like joyful freedom that I wish I could have had growing up and it's hard to like reclaim that it is hard it is but it's possible I think it's possible it's just it's it's like a very atrophied muscle for sure in can I talk about the birthdays and got for a second uh yeah so there were so many kids in my year. There was 50 kids in my year. So instead of like celebrating everybody's birthday, we had a chart, you know, on the wall. It was like, okay, okay. 10 kids birthday this month. Let's have a birthday party this day. Right. Yeah. And it was just like, it was so like, it was like a factory. It was like, okay, happy birthday. Yeah. Happy these... birthday to these guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, at least we celebrated the birthday month, like the, like the everybody's birthday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We had a big party like once a month. I feel like most of us didn't have a birthday. Okay. Cause like I'm one of, cause my year was the year where most of the kids were from the Madison square gardens. And then like me and a couple of my, like my birthday's in May. So there was like a few other people whose birthdays were in May, but like up until that point of the year, like from September or August or whatever, up until then, like there were no Moonies born before that. Because they didn't have permission to con 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 conceive. <laughs> right. right. So like we were like the start of the baby boom. Um, but I yeah, I guess like birthdays there weren't really a thing as much. There were a few people who were like their their parents like got blessed at a like an earlier blessing where they were like a younger sibling of of many siblings or something like that. But most of it, like that was like three or four people. And then like everybody else in my gop year was like May onwards. <laughs> wow. That's, yeah, that's some cult shit. <laughs> All the kids were born at the same time. Wow. I mean, yeah, that's what do you expect from a mass wedding? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, it's not just a mass wedding, but then there's like a very prescribed. So after 40 days, you start family, right? Oh, right, like, right, right, right. Yeah. And then the instruction so, to have kids. So on I, I must day. be like a three day ceremony baby. basically. Oh, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Okay. That's the milieu control in the church. They can, mm -hmm. our birthdays are predicted. That's the trip. Yeah. 
Well, thank you for sharing all of that, Janae. We've been talking for like two hours. We've been talking for a while. I do have to go pick up my kids soon. Oh, yes, me too. Time to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, thanks for going over that treasure trove of knowledge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, anytime. Um, and uh yeah anytime I would love to have you back actually because I know you're pursuing a degree Mm -hmm. and I feel like it's very important I feel like there's something providential about it you're gonna do no definitely not that (laughs) yeah but you're always welcome back on the show tonight yeah I can have lots of different thoughts but I don't yeah I feel like you guys you know, with all your different guests and stuff, you cover a lot of things. <laughs> we do. Yeah, we do. I love it. I love the the carousel of guests. We have very talented people. So yeah, thank you for exploring all those difficult topics because at some point, like they do make you sick, like to the stomach thinking about it, all this it stuff. It can, for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. it can. Yeah. But thank you for sharing about the things that you did share about. And yeah, we'll talk again soon. All right. All right. Have fun with your Take kids care, today. Renee. Thank you. Hey everyone, you did it. You got through a very triggering episode. Um, you might find yourself going back and forth between your inner child and your grown adults. Maybe a little mixed feeling of anger and confusion and just why and wow and oh. Yeah, it's a lot of feelings. So I'll let you marinate with those. I think one of our goals today was to expose the coercive control that starts very young in the Unification Church with a seemingly harmless book for children. It starts young. Like we're we're talking about people who don't have a choice in the materials they consume for entertainment. We're talking about children's bedtime stories. Um, Yeah, and we want to advocate for those kids because this information is, it's problematic as we've gone over. There's a lot of different um, issues that stem from a simple book like this. As we covered, there's the spiritual bypassing, there's the grooming and prepping for financial exploitation, as well as labor trafficking. There's the denial of self, the denial of hunger and sleep. And there is the fear and guilt instilled with a spiritual hierarchy. There's this us first them mentality and also idealizing a fascist cult leader. Um, Overall, it's problematic. So I believe our goal today was to shed some light on the coercive control and the psychological manipulation that the Unification Church is still employing, especially with its young Japanese members, because that's where the spotlight is these days. And we aren't crazy. We laid it out for you very clearly that this is happening to children and it's not okay. It never was, but we can use our voice now to shed light on these very problematic ideologies that are in place. And yeah, take care of your mental health. Remember your voice matters. 
sharing your story can change the world. And we'll talk again soon.